reflection and the mirror's reflection I'm a dancing all with myself when there's no one else inside this is episode 453 for January 2017, our first new show of the new year. And that opening song is Dancing With Myself by Billy Idol. And Spider-Man is going to be dancing with himself, a reflection of himself in a black suit with this fight. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. Before we get there, I want to give some public thank yous to people that helped uh, support our website and our podcast. Uh, thank you to Frederico, JR, our own JR. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Daryl and Christopher. What they did was they uh, helped put a little uh, money into the PayPal pot, as I like to call it, which helps us uh, pay for the bandwidth costs and the hosting that it takes to have 400-plus episodes up on our server. Uh, if you would like to do that also, uh, log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com. Look for a widget and a button on the right-hand side that says Crawlspace Support for Website and Bandwidth Costs. And that is monthly costs, and currently we're about 2% of our goal since I reset it uh, at the beginning of January. And I appreciate it. All right, gang, put on your boxing gloves. Uh, we're fighting a symbiote with this one. Here we go. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our January Fight Club, the first of 2017, George. Yeah, and you happy ha- new year. Happy new year to you, too. And we also have JR on the line for this fight. Welcome, JR. Yeah, I was really surprised I was asked back after I guess I support, <laughs> I guess I sort of uh, uh, took over the last one, but, uh, but there's no goblins. The fans demanded it, fans no demanded it yeah. There's no goblins here, so I'll be happy. <laughs> Actually, Wolf Cypher... Uh, Said that he uh, basically he he enjoyed uh, your stuff more than the actual fight. <laughs> uh, no, you know. I think he just said he enjoyed the um, the you know just I guess uh, you know just the whole Ditko slash Romita history thing we were talking about. You know, because yeah. I guess a lot of I guess a lot of people don't realize. I don't know. I guess we take for granted what we know, and yeah. uh, it's always that, cool to uh, put context with these. And uh, George set set this up. This is what the fans demanded. <coughs> well, the fans didn't demand it. I um, <laughs> I, I decided to throw the, and I'm not even going to say fans. That makes me sound like I'm Bendis or somebody. I, I'm not that. The the crawl space. Uh, my, my head is not members, that up in the yeah. clouds. Our listeners. Our listeners. Um, there you go. I threw the listeners a bone and and said, hey. You know, you guys are always clamoring for this and clamoring for that. You know, give us some ideas on what you want to see, and then and then we'll pick it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so you you put that up there, and and we had a lot of people make suggestions. Mm-hmm. Most of most of which it was stuff that I hated. <laughs> and, and people were doing that. I, I well, I mean, you invited it first of all. Yeah. Well, you you put it in there and you said george hates ultimate uh, and venom ultimate and, and venom. clones yeah no you didn't you didn't say clones you I left s- the clones yeah, out that's true <clears throat> and so people were like well hell i'm going to suggest something i'm going to somebody suggested something that had like all damn three yeah the, or, 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 the, or close to it or i, I like actually that. that was a good suggestion they suggested i think it's like web no it really wasn't no i i like the fight it's ben riley's first fight against venom <laughs> And, and I know there's no way in hell you want to cover that one, but I, that was actually a really good fight. It was like the first time uh, Spider-Man ever fought Venom. Uh-huh. Okay. So, <laughs> so we had a lot of good suggestions, and then we had a lot of uh, just outright uh, good-natured trolling <laughs> uh, from some people. Um, yeah. But uh, we decided 
to we, we picked uh, an issue for January and then we picked an issue for February. Yeah. Um, out of the two, and and because you people gave me outs, <laughs> uh, I went with the lesser of the three evils. The lesser of the three evils, by the way, between clones, ultimate, and venom is venom. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite fights. We're, we're, yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm you, sorry. You want me to reveal it? You want to reveal it? Whatever. No, is. no. It's your show. It's uh, ASM 300. <laughs> the yes, first ASM Spider-Man Venom fight. With the iconic uh, McFarlane cover. Oh, no doubt. And this was picked by uh, Symbio Bro. Mm-hmm. Symbio Bro is the same guy who gave visual age to... Uh, when we remember when we were talking about we were talking about the Spider-Man trailer, and I said that uh, I said that Kevin Feige had taken all of my goodwill and optimism <laughs> and had thrown it to the ground and dry humped it. <laughs> he did use an action figure <laughs> in our yeah, message Cipio board. Pro is the guy who who went and, and he, made that happen. That's that was action. really funny on our message board, yeah. Which was traumatic, and I can't unsee that. <laughs> no. I can't see the smile on Spidey's face. Yeah. And I don't know who the other action figure is. I know it's supposed to be Feige, but it has some kind of thing on his face. I don't know if it's Vince McMahon <laughs> or the Dingo Warrior. I don't know what's happening. Who knows? But so let, anyway. Let's get to um, it. Let's get to this fight. I've been wanting to hear this one for years. So Symbio Bro picked uh, ASM 300. Yeah. And and when I saw this, I, I was like, okay, out of the thing that's the le- that that's like the least of the three evils, this is the least – of that of that evil of that particular evil it's venom right at the start of venom before yeah. he went on that or before marvel got obsessed with that whole brains brains nom nom bullshit yeah this and is this just, is a this is my favorite venom of all time yes there's and, and it's sad because we haven't seen this venom almost since yeah. he started because after mcfarlane was done doing venom uh you had eric larson i think eric larson's the one who 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 uh, heralded us into the age of sharp teeth and the 20-foot-long jaw and the yeah. tongue and the brains, brains, brains. I think that was Larson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who normally I like, but I'll never forgive for that. <laughs> and uh, and so in here, I mean, visually, Venom is just a little bit bigger than Spidey. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have the sharp teeth. He just has a really wide, you know, really menacing grin. But they're not, you know, mm-hmm. they're not like fangs. There's not a. I don't think there's a really big tongue either. There's not. There's not a big yeah. tongue. It's yeah. like a normal mouth. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at yeah. all the pages. Yeah. So, so I picked that one because it was out of all the suggestions, including the ones that were just straight up trolling. <laughs> uh, this one was the least offensive. Yeah. And and so we always want to give a little bit of context. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally I kick this over to Jr. But the last time it didn't work out for me so well. <laughs> <laughs> he t- <laughs> Some of you may remember that. Uh, when you kick it over to Jr., Jr. just takes the whole goddamn thing over. He he takes the whole car and drives it down the road, man. <laughs> yeah. And that was we we the, that was a that was like a very special blossom. You know, we were talking about. <laughs> We we were talking about the, the the Green Goblin and Norman and everything like yeah. that, and so I got carried away. That, but that uh, was the I'll, I'll behave. I'll behave this month. That's a <laughs> that's a fun episode. Go back to December, twenty sixteen, and uh, we reviewed ASM thirty nine and forty. That was fun. All so right. The context here is uh, Mary Jane is scared of Venom because Venom's already traumatized Mary Jane, and Peter comes home in the black suit, and Mary Jane wigs. You know, she's like, I, she can't handle the black suit. Um, Venom, meanwhile, is wrestling with his hatred of Spider-Man and trying to find the perfect place uh, to where he can ambush Spider-Man and kill him. 
Um, McFarlane has Mary Jane and lingerie are getting naked uh, yeah. in the issue. Aside from that, uh, we were talking before the podcast uh, during this era. It's like the, the creative team really didn't know what the hell to do with Mary Jane. So she was she was taking terms of getting kidnapped or just getting naked <laughs> uh, in varying ways, um, which I didn't like. I, and this and I've talked about this before, but not a lot. But um, I've never I've never really found Mary Jane titillating. I mean, I've always thought Mary Jane was you know vivacious and blah blah boom and attractive, mm-hmm. but I've never had like. I don't have like fantasies about Mary Jane because like when I was growing up, Spider-Man was like my older brother. I felt a connection to the character. You know, did, I imprinted Did you think of her like as the girl next door more than No, I thought of Mary Jane as like family almost. You oh, know? I mean, okay. it's, you know, it's just, it's yeah. like it's like your older brother's wife or something. You don't right. have to sit there and have, And you know, another diverging cuz I want to hear both of your opinions on this real quick before we get to the fight cuz I like I've said before on this on the podcast, I've this last year from Father's Day when I got an iPad, I subscribed to Marvel Unlimited and I've been reading ASM. They should pay you money. Why? Because <laughs> you plug that so damn much. Oh man, I should. That'd be a great sponsor. They, Brought to you by Marvel you Unlimited. <laughs> well, anyway, I've been reading uh, ASM from issue one, and currently I'm on issue three eleven. And I'm in the McFarlane Michelinie oh, years. Oh, good lord! Are you that high, really? Yeah, I'm, yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm plowing through amazing. Um, and it's it's an interesting change of the Mary Jane character when uh, Tom DeFalco takes her from the girl next door, and she's you get a little backstory of her, and then the proposal comes on, and it seems like when Michelinie hops on, she is almost instantly a supermodel, and I don't yeah. remember her before being a supermodel. JR, I mean, and George, do you also agree it just happened suddenly? It, it was almost a, almost a totally, a, a little bit of a different character than the one we've seen previous 300 issues. It was a big change in direction for the character. I yeah. mean, I'm sure Mary Jane and the DeFalco and the Stern and DeFalco, well, no, and the, De, and the well, yeah, the Stern and she, DeFalco. Yeah, she was in Stern. Yeah, Stern brought her back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she was still doing modeling gigs as far as I can remember, but I mean, she was just mainly hanging out with her friends and, you know, jetting around town. But I mean, yeah. she was probably doing, you know, I don't know, like minor local ad work or something. I don't know. I assume she was still working. But yeah, around the the wedding issue where, you know, she had so, such parties and remember Bruce, probably last name Wayne, took her out and stuff like that where she was almost supermodel level. And yeah. right when Michelinie gets on, he, she is straight up Cindy Crawford of the '80s in the Marvel. Yeah. What do yeah. you think, Jr.? Did Did you notice a character change around that time? Um, you know, I I did. I probably didn't notice it quite as abruptly because I, yeah. or, or maybe I have, but well, probably because I was only buying Spider-Man sporadically mm. at that time. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I mean, I I didn't really you know notice it. I mean, I just noticed it when. You know, it happened, but I did. You know, I was assuming there was a buildup, but uh, yeah. but I, I, you know, it's it's not it's something I didn't care for to be honest, because uh, to me that it's like it, it's like a writer thinking, well, there's only you know, and like I've said before, you know, when uh, and when when the Spider-Man three movie came out years ago, and and mm-hmm. and Gwen is a model, and it's like, what the hell? Do these guys think that women can only get two jobs, models and hookers? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and and it's like, and so that's kind of how I looked at the supermodel thing. Instead of being a struggling actress, struggling model like so many other women, 
you know, I mean, in, in that line of work, you know, trying to, you know, get by, you know, like actors or whatever. I mean, you know, how many thousands of people with their equity cards don't work? Um, yeah, I, I, I did, I didn't like the supermodel thing. I I would have preferred them to be a working class couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he goes on a book tour too for webs. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, okay. In here, yeah, he's uh, yeah. and he's dealing with his agent. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, other than that, uh, at the at the same moment in time, this is back during the Nathan Lubinsky days. Uh, oh, he's still being yeah. an asshole. Yeah. It it shows amazing restraint for Peter not to have told that guy more often to go eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> you know. Yeah he he was not a likable character at all. He was just a. Just an ass. He was Just always guilt tripping Peter because he thought he was uh, helping out May to make her n- nephew look like a jerk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jr. Did Nathan Lubinsky ever do anything redeeming except die? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. It's like they're and when actually uh, Jameson Senior kind of started out that way too. Actually, I mm, think because yeah. uh, I just remember. I just remember. He was getting on Peter once, and I remember saying on the podcast or whatever, it'd be, you know, if I'd been Peter Parker, I, I would have backed him up against the wall and said, listen, old man, yeah. you, may, you may be dating my mother, but you are not my father. Yeah. You know? Well, it makes sense. It makes sense that they ape uh, Nathan Lubinsky in a way. They aped so many other things like Tricor and yeah. mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, may, it would make sense that they would kind of do two, that again. Two other things leading up to the fight. Um, this is the last appearance of the Chelsea apartment. They're moving out of it to move into the, uh, oh, the stalker's condo. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Caesar. Jo- Jonathan Caesar, yes. Yeah. Uh, I love the Chelsea apartment. I love the skylight. I wish that was never went away. I always loved his apartment. That's gone. Also, uh, this has a little, because Michelini, before he got the amazing gig, was writing Web of Spider-Man, and he had a couple hints of Eddie Brock in, uh, I think, Web 15? I think, where uh, Peter is pushed in front of a, a speeding train and his spider sense doesn't go off. And right leading up to this fight, you have uh, Peter saying, I feel like I'm being followed. And then you see Eddie Brock right behind him. So that is kind of a leading up to this fight. Before, yeah, before, a, the, they, before the naked Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, they had a, a moving party and you got to see, uh, yeah. I think, Candy, Randy, and Bambi for the last you, time. You did. And uh, and and Robbie smoked a pipe, which is verboten in today's Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so does Lo- Wolverine still smoke though? Is he like the one exception no, or something? Nobody smokes. Nick Fury doesn't even smoke. Uh, no one smokes because it's even just Ben not- Grimm. No Ben Grimm cigars. So- Boy, because if no one- asses have taken over. <laughs> because if no one smokes, that means that it doesn't exist. Jr. <laughs> I don't know. I guess is are they forbidden from are they forbidden drinking from drinking uh, large uh, fountain drinks oh, too? God, the cigarette. I mean the uh, soda tax. Yeah. No, the, I mean, the theory is they think a kid will be encouraged to smoke because they see it in a comic book. That's the theory. You look at you look at all the other crap that gets through. You know that that's like way yeah. worse. Like you know like posing as somebody else and having sex with somebody on the kitchen floor. <laughs> <laughs> Or eating your kid and and maybe also yeah. raping somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh, but smoking's bad, man. Anyway, wait, we're we're going off. We're on way a, off. Let's get to some yeah, fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. So, so uh, Spider Man is is swinging through the town looking for Venom, and he's got 
the like the sonic blaster that the Fantastic Four used on Venom. Oh God, what was that? Was that in Web? No, that was in uh, two fifty eight, I think, when he went to the. Is that the one they used to get it off of him? Yeah, he said, your suit is alive. He's like, get it off me, get it off me. So Reed used a sonic blaster to get the suit off of Spidey. And so he's swinging around with that. Yeah. And uh, and then Venom ambushes him. Mm -hmm. Venom ambushes him uh, in some sort of abandoned building and and does it pretty violently. Yeah. Remember, Uh, my spider sense doesn't work. Yeah. And and because he he's coming to the window and he's like my spider sense will warn me if there's any danger and then immediately gets his ass knocked into a wall yeah and then venom drops down and it's again this is the the original venom there's no fangs no jackassy brains nom 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 no twenty foot tongue it's just a, a wide grin and a little bit larger version of basically what Spider Man is yeah and he and, and and also to put in context Spider Man is is also wearing a black suit still in this mm-hmm. fight yeah. Yeah, this was this was key because this is the end of the black suit issue as well. Yeah, exactly. Or this was the end of the black suit. Yep. Uh, which we'll get to later. Um, or at least it's regular use. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, but then Eddie Brock and Venom go into their uh, their villain monologue, um, yeah. where he he talks about the Sin Eater. He talks about he's basically talking about all the reasons why he hates Peter, why he hates Spider Man, and all the while Spider Man's trying to get a hold of the Sonic Gun. Yeah, and he's thinking back to when the symbiote found him uh, and joined with him, and then uh, right as you know, he keeps talking, and, and Spider-Man finally buys time. He springs for the gun, and and Venom knocks the floor, knocks him, knocks him on his feet by hitting the floor. I'll always love that. The Hulk does that a lot. Yeah, that's a Hulk. he like pounds pounds the ground. You know, pounds the ground. Yep. And uh, and Spider so Spider Man's you know kind of thrown through through the bottom of the floor. It actually craters the floor, and he drops down. But he still got the gun with him. Spider Man um, at this point hasn't landed a punch. No, at this point, Spider Man all Spider Man's done is listen to Venom be crazy. He's got hit two times and, so far. Yeah, and then he, yeah, and, and I mean he got hit at the beginning, and then Venom jumps down and kicks him in the head, knocks him back into the ground. Yeah, and, and Spidey still seems to be Spidey's a little smaller, a little more agile. It looks like. Well, I mean, Venom's still, you know, very agile, but he, he you know, he's stronger. Um, driven by rage, like a Sith warrior, almost from <laughs> Star Wars. And uh, and then at one point, uh, Spider-Man jumps on his back, but then Venom turns the tables on him and, and has him by the by the hands, you know, puts yeah. him on the ground. Um, but Spidey manages to pick up a, a steel girder and play baseball <laughs> with Venom and, and yep. hit, hit him real hard, knock him across the room, and that gives batter up, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gives uh, Peter enough time. You know, I almost, he almost calls him a son of a son of a b word. Yeah, uh, he's that he's that angry. He uh, he makes Spider Man almost curse. Nowadays, Spider Man will just drop out. You know, shit. <laughs> Nowadays, Spider Man doesn't care. Nowadays, Spider Man's turning you know morphing slowly morphing into a George Carlin in the movie. <laughs> you know, I, I'm pretty sure in Homecoming he'll the, go down the list of the of the words you can't say. The seven dirty Spider Man words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and he hits Venom and, and manages to momentarily uh, take Venom out of commission. And um, and, th- it, and thank God uh, Eddie Brock is wearing a tidy blue uh, underwear. <laughs> he he could have gone commando, but no, he has the blue underwear on. Yeah, he had he had trunks on. It looked like he like he robbed uh, Ben Grimm's wardrobe. <laughs> like blue trunks and and yeah. but then Spidey like you know incapacitates him and then Spidey's like I better leave so I can think of a new plan <laughs> he retreats you know? 
He retreats. He does. Totally and he leaves retreat. the gun on the ground. Not smart. He leaves the gun on the ground. He's like, no, if I hit him again, it's going to kill him. And so he just leaves the one thing that proved to, to be effective against Venom on the ground while he's escaping through the window. That is not a good move. No. No, that's something today Spider-Man would do. <laughs> I take that back. Today Spider-Man would, would hold on to the gun and then just wait for the Avengers or yeah. Silk or somebody else or Mary Jane and Iron Armor to come along and kick the bad guy's ass. <laughs> So <coughs> he thinks he's getting away. Yep. And then Venom webs his foot and pulls him back in. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse I, me. I, and, I love that shot of him pulling him back through the wall. Spider-Man's just, oh, that's that's a great image. He yanks Spider-Man off of his own webbing. Yeah. Like, and just brings him, bare, I mean, just smashing through the wall. And then it hits him real hard. Look at that. Look at that McFarlane punch right there. Oh, man, that's, I love it. Yeah, I like that one. That was a really good one. Night, night, he says. Yeah. And uh, and and then so Spider Man wakes up when he, and when he wakes up he's he's webbed up inside of of a, of the the giant church bell yeah and I guess as last seen in Web One yeah in Web Number One yeah mm-hmm. and uh, which I always liked I always Me thought that too. was a really good way to start that series yeah um, and so but but then again Brock launches into a villain monologue yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm going to leave you here webbed up so that when the bell rings, it'll just kill you. Yep. You know. And I'm like, dude, you you haven't you have to give him some slack. He hasn't been a villain long. Yeah. Well, well, Venom knows it's a it's an anniversary issue, so he's got a little bit more pages to monologue on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and so, like, how many pay, how much did we pay for this issue for the extra pages? Let's see how. We paid a buck at fifty in nineteen eighty eight, so we get more monologue. Sure was bitching about it back then. <laughs> uh, it certainly was dollar <laughs> fifty. No kidding. Yeah, you know, I I actually I was so excited by this issue, I uh, bought two copies of it. Still have them. Well, that was a good investment. <laughs> I, I guess so. It's worth some money now. Yeah, it still is. Still over yeah. a lot of bucks. Bought these right off the. I I bought it at a comic book store in eight, 1988. This is not Spinner Rack. But anyway, he's and, he's upside down in a belt. Yeah, and so Brock's waiting for the bell to ring, and he's he's like downstairs back in the church, and he's like looking at his watch, waiting for it to waiting for the ring, and he's like, you know, I don't hear a crunch, I don't hear a scream. What's going on? And I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> you had him unconscious. Why didn't you just kill him? Yeah, you know. And uh, but Spider-Man manages to escape the webbing uh, out of you know before the bell can pulverize him, mm-hmm. uh, and then Venom comes up to the tower, which is for me. I mean, I'm like maybe this isn't the smartest thing for 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 Brock to do. Brock's like, well, I have to go up and check and make sure he's dead while the bells are ringing. Mm, yeah, you know because the suit loves the bell so much. Both of the fighters leave the ring way too early. Spider-Man leaves with the gun on the floor. Brock leaves with the the uh, hero stranded in a bell. They both walk there's, away. There's a severe lack of dedication on both <laughs> parts. On no both doubt. part of heroism and villainy in this issue. <laughs> there's a lot of just kicking the can down the road no for somebody doubt. else to, to come along. Like, things will work out. I'm going to go have a sandwich. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but the McFarlane artwork here is very strong. Oh my gosh! I, I and, and so you know, and, and and he had a really good sense of how you know Spider-Man can use the environment, you know, and stuff around him, and how he moves, yep. and, and and he's fighting on top of the bell tower and ambushing Venom, you know, by swinging around uh, the cross, and 
Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and what's really funny here is they're fighting on top of, or not not necessarily funny, but interesting. Mm-hmm. They're they're fighting on the bell tower, and then Peter makes Venom use up all his webbing reserves, all of those, the symbiote's webbing reserves, by knocking Brock off, by cutting the line and knocking Brock off. Yep. And so Brock is consistently trying, you know, trying to, to use his webbing to stop from falling to his death. Or, but but he still falls through the street. I mean, like I, I don't know how many stories up that is. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's not Brock at this point. It's Venom. So you know, right. he's going to get better. Uh, and then at the end, uh, at the bottom, I mean, it's Brock and the symbiote. The hell, the symbiote's knocked out. <laughs> you know, the symbiote's not even on Brock like a normal suit. Right. And I I, I like the aspect that Spider Man used his brain, and he remembered how a uh, fight with Puma. Uh, it says the webbing was organic and that's made of the alien substance and he has to keep regenerating the webbing. So he yeah. spent it all webbing him upside down. He would have to have a miniseries to figure that out now. We would yeah, have to... That, <laughs> that would be Edge of uh, Symbiote Reserve. Exactly. <laughs> but no, and he used take, his brain. He used his brain. He didn't rely on anyone else. It would take six issues, uh, yeah. and then it, we we would have the Symbiote Reserve Chronicle or Reserve <laughs> Web Reserve Chronicles. We'd have the Venom Origin, where all this monologuing that we have would be a three or four issue series. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it would, it'd be ridiculous today. Oh, so uh, the issue ends. Uh, Spidey winds up uh, back at the Baxter Building with the Thing, who's hilariously wearing a um, Felix the Cat. Yeah, robe. McFarlane had a thing for Felix the Cat. Felix is all over McFarlane's art, and uh, and so Brock's uh, sleeping happily with the symbiote in a in a warm tube. Yeah. Um, I this I I remember at the time I think DeFalco was writing Fantastic Four at this time. Uh, um, I I think that's what I, he wrote think, when he left Spidey. I I think it's uh, what's his name? Uh, Jr. Help me out. The guy that did the. Uh, the Mantis stuff in Avengers. I can't think. Englehart. Yeah, I think Englehart did the that weird looking thing. Yeah, I didn't like the weird looking thing. Yeah, the, the uh, triangle, the extra rocky thing. Yeah, yeah the Klingon thing. I didn't. Yeah, like the Klingon thing. That's a Klingon yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but I did like the the robe that he's wearing. Got the yeah. that was pretty. And uh, and then Spider Man gets home, and Mary Jane's like, "Dude, I hate that suit." <laughs> don't ever wear that again and he's like my you know you're my wife and i love you and hey check it out i'm gonna get naked right here in the living room and throw <laughs> this suit into the fire Yep. and uh and so that's the end of him wearing the black suit regularly and and the the red suit has a tie to a previous fight club that we did wh- where he got the red suit from that wolverine spider-man special where he got it in germany yeah 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 and uh, yeah, and Mary Jane pulls the red and blue out, and she's like, you know, maybe maybe you just wear this thing instead of the black costume, which you know reminds me of that asshole you just beat down. And also, your ex girlfriend sewed it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Remember the black cat made a whole wardrobe for him. He had like three or yeah. four black suits in the closet. Yeah. So so that's the uh, that's the end of the issue. And I mean, ultimately, yeah. you have to give the win to Spider Man. Yeah. But I mean, despite the fact that there were some really good. Uh, fight moments in here mm-hmm. um, both of them were acting pretty stupid yeah they were <laughs> JR am I am I off base on that 
No, no, no. I mean, uh, def- they definitely were uh, doing the old superhero, supervillain cliches where they failed to they failed to do the most obvious thing to do at that particular moment. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, what? I mean, like if you're if your whole thing is you're sworn to get revenge on Spider-Man and kill him mm-hmm. because the the two halves of your uh, of your gestalt being hate <laughs> him that much. Yeah. Then, then you don't knock him out. I mean, like when he's when he's knocked out, you kill him. You know, so if they or, or you watch him die too. You yeah. know, you don't uh, go down. Duh, 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 duh. Well, you know, just, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just listen for the screen. If Marvel didn't have the problem of they need an Amazing Spider-Man three hundred one, could Venom potentially have killed Spider-Man within that first fight in the building? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and think of how differently this fight this fight would have been. Like if uh, if Spider Man hadn't been beaten by a Venom that hated him, but like a Miguel O'Hara who hated him. Miguel O'Hara will straight up tear your throat out. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's like the Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse of the Spider Man universe. The thing about Venom, <laughs> thing about Venom, he had the element of surprise, and Spider Man doesn't really know how to fight. Uh, well, he has learned over the years. Uh, with multiple Venom fights, but he doesn't know how to fight somebody without Spider-Sense. He relies on that ability a lot. There's two things the symbiote yeah. is uh, is weak uh, against. One of them, uh, obviously, is sound, but also they established later it was fire. Fire, yeah. it, it didn't react very well to fire. And the human torch used to show up and say, hey, why don't you stop acting like a little bitch? <laughs> and then Venom would be like, you know what? Yeah. My bad. Okay, yeah. maybe I'll go away. I, that never happened. I'm just. I'm yeah. The, the, if we were writing a what if the the moment he uh, webbed his foot, brought him back into the building, and punched his lights out, he could have slit his throat right there. The fight would have been deadly, and the end of Spider-Man. If you're a hero out there in the Marvel universe, and your <laughs> two powers are like Sonic Attack and Flame, then you need to make this dude your arch enemy. <laughs> First of all, and I, yeah. let me say this because you know I know a lot of people like the symbiote and they like Venom and everything yeah. else, and <clears throat> I like this first appearance of Venom. Mm-hmm. If this had been the Venom that they had continued to use for decades, yeah. I probably wouldn't have hated the character that much. But after his initial introduction, yeah, you you had him quickly. Descend into that jackassy fang, twenty foot jaw, long tongue, teeth, brains, 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 crap, and it just—it was the most god awful thing of the night. I think the next, the be- second best Spider-Man Venom fight is the second one that comes after this one in three sixteen and three seventeen. Uh, is that the right numbers, Jr.? That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, and that that he when he hits the lethal protector era. Where he's yeah, yeah. with the bag with Bagley and he's got his own mini. That's where the character just went off the rails. And luckily, the the new Venom series with the new host is really pretty good. Yeah, I, I like I it. I like it a lot. But uh, Jr., what what did you think of three hundred when you bought it back in eighty eight? Very very disappointed. Very really? disappointed. Oh yeah, I, I was mean, through the roof. Know. I dug the hell out of it because I love the suit. Well, you also love Secret Wars, so I know you don't know me. <laughs> But uh, I should have known. (laughs) Just just when you start to think that maybe he has a soul. No, no, he doesn't. (laughs) Was you wrong? So you you hated the black suit leading up to this, and putting a a, a homicidal writer in it didn't help. No, no, I loved the black suit. Oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, when it first debuted in issue 252, I, I read that thing, I don't know, half a dozen times the first day I got it. I just thought it was just the coolest damn it, thing. It was the exact spark that Spider-Man needed at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but what I didn't like, I mean, I mean, 300 was, uh, a momentous issue. I mean, I, I guess in a way, you know, when I was growing up and, uh, Spider-Man was like in the, you know, low hundreds or whatever, you know, I, I just remember the DC comics, you know, the Batmans and the detectives and Superman's and actions getting into like the five, six, seven hundreds. I say, Oh God, you know, boy, I just, you know, like hope to be around when that Spider-Man hits five <laughs> yeah. stones, yeah. you know, and, you know, and so I, you know, you know, like 100, I didn't think much of 100, but you know, 200 was him facing off against the burglar, mm-hmm. uh, a, a story that had been building for a year. Uh, so I, you know, I kind of expected that 300 should be something like that. And, and, uh, you know, basically we get somebody we've never heard of before and we've never seen before really. And basically the, the Michelini, you know, chooses to ignore how the whole sin eater thing really went down, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think because I, I, th- I think it was, um, oh, hell, I know he confessed, but I don't, I trying to think of how he was, oh, that Spider-Man took him down or whatever, mm-hmm. but Spider-Man, oh, Spider-Man took the real Sin Eater down, but uh, anyway, but we had never seen this guy. We'd never seen Eddie Brock before. We had no investment in Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. you know, and, and prior to Venom, the only two, you know, villains who found out Spider-Man's secret identity, the last name was Osborne. You know, so yeah. it's like okay, here we have a guy who knows Spider-Man's secret identity. Who, again, he's, uh, but he's someone we've never heard of. We have no investment in this character. Um, I, I just was very, very yeah. disappointed. I just I, thought I, it was like, what the hell is this? I think a couple things made me enjoy it due to timing. Uh, this was my first uh, anniversary issue of Amazing that I picked up off the stand. I I was too young to buy two hundred off the stand, and. Um, I loved the black suit, and I also uh, around this time I was able to first I, I was able to pick up my first Spider-Man number one, which was Web of Spider-Man number one, and so th- that preceding this issue and also McFarlane's pencils were just I just fell in love with this issue so much as a kid, so that that all and reading it. As a 41-year-old now, the the Eddie Brock monologue of the Sin Eater, etc., that is rough. <laughs> I would agree with you, Jared. The origin of Eddie Brock is kind of really weak. I love the way McFarlane draws his uh, eyebrows. They're like caterpillars that are so, like sitting on his face. <laughs> Big, hairy caterpillars. Yeah. You know, this. The, there are multiple versions of McFarlane's pencils in my opinion this is more subdued McFarlane as I would say when we do our next fight that's a little later in McFarlane's run but uh, yeah a couple of years like before he left to go to actually the one that we're that we cover next month uh, is going to be like McFarlane's last issue of amazing yeah there's a tease all right any final thoughts on this fight before we wrap it up um, artistically interesting, but story-wise, yeah. it was meh. Yeah. JR? 
Yeah, I um, I didn't care for. Like I said, I didn't really care for the story. I I don't know. Um, probably McLeany has said why he chose this particular story for three hundred, but I I don't know. I mean, it was was the whole idea, you know, here, you know, for there to be a villain that we've never seen before. I mean, to that to that for that to be. Yeah. You know, the surprise, you know, something completely different instead of somebody we've had a build up for or what what was the what was his um, I was just going to get to that. His original pitch for Venom. It was a woman that lost her baby in a fight for the return of the living monolith graphic novel that Michelini wrote. It makes you wonder what would have happened. Yeah. What would have happened with with that character? But, you know, I also want to say real quick um, that. uh, Oh, I meant to say also she lost the baby because of Spider-Man's fight or Spider-Man's involvement with the Return I, of the Living Monolith. I actually had a thought and then I, I pulled a JR. I, I forgot what I was about to say. It's I was okay. saying it. It's okay. I, it happens oh, no, to I, us all. <laughs> I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say uh, yeah. I'm glad that JR joined us and uh, and now he's free to uh, you know go back from taking a break from drowning puppies in a river <laughs> because he's that evil. I know. I was running out of puppies, too. I was going to have to start moving to cats before long. Um, Black cats, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I was disappointed with this issue. But, uh, you know, looking back, uh, you know, I don't. I don't dislike the Venom character like I used to do. I mean, this is all years ago. So, whatever, you know, it's all water under the bridge. Yeah. But, um, but like you said, there was there when you look at it, there was the genesis of a great character here. Mm, yes. I mean, uh, he was so because and I really didn't appreciate Venom because yeah, I didn't take very long. I mean, you know, after the next couple stories, then you know, like George said, we started with all the exaggerations and and the green drool, you mm, know, yeah. and, and he just became he just became a caricature, you know, and he, he just yeah. just yeah, I mean, just completely ruined, but. You know, like I always said, you know, I started to appreciate the character and why he was popular. You know, again, the cool looking costume and yeah. just the fact that he was relentless. I mean, and he had a devious sense of humor and he wasn't a planner or a mastermind like Osborne or Doc Ock. Right. You know, I mean, he, like I always said, he was the master of disaster, you know, yeah. and he, he, he could have been a I mean, he could have been a great villain. I mean, he's still he's considered one of the big three, but his potential is I mean, I think it's people think more what he could have been than what he actually was. Yeah, I, I like when we talk about amazing, I mean, when we talk about Spider-Man 3, the movie, I like uh, Topher Grace's origin of Brock a little bit better. And I, I like that he is the Spider-Man with no responsibility and all the power. And I always think that is such a perfect, because it's, it's like the, the, uh, the yin and the yang. You know, the opposite of, of Spider-Man is what? It's a darker mm-hmm. version of him, and I always think that is, that's is the the core of what you were talking about. How that could be such a good idea, yeah. And we I mean, and because, we probably got what sixty percent of that idea. <laughs> Can you imagine what the other forty percent of that idea would be? To me, Venom should have been Lance Bannon. I think. I mean, but mm. then again, that probably would have been editorially sloppy to have another villain come out of the Daily Bugle because it wasn't that long ago that Ned Leeds was revealed to be the Hobgoblin. Oh, I don't. But, I, I, you know, I agree. That would be good. Uh, but because you know there was a competition between the two of them, and the I mean, photographers, there was, you, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could you could play, 
I mean, you could step it into real hatred. I mean, it, it had been, you know, a rivalry and there'd been some hard feelings here and there. And, you know, but for the most part, they got along. But you could have stepped it up to the next level pretty quickly. You know, we would have had an investment in the character. We would have had an investment in the villain. Yeah. His motivation would have made sense. You know, we wouldn't have had this just really this origin that this weak origin that's plagued venom and 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 i guess in a way i'm not being fair because psychopaths always blame other people for their problems i mean really when you look at it venom you know eddie brock coming you know coming up with this convoluted thing you know as a way to avoid taking responsibility for his actions is exactly what a psychopath does here and 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 robert roberto aguirre did did that brilliantly i thought in the 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 eddie brock story that he did Um, but yeah. it was just, it kept being reinforced all the time. Every time you saw Venom, you know, it was like, it, it, you, you just got sick of it, you know, and, and it just made the, they just kept reinforcing what a weak origin it was. So I'm, I'm, let's write the, the origin of Lance Bannon as Venom real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of it in my brain. They're competing photographers at the Daily Bugle. Uh, his girlfriend, Amy Powell was sucking face with Peter Parker. She, Mary Jane busted uh, them doing that. She tried to. Uh, so, so how does Lance find out about that? Well, well, well. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe uh, Amy Powell dies, and Lance Bannon blames Spider-Man. Finds out his origin well, from, from the. Well, suit. Why did she die? Did the 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 Peter like uh, eat a peanut? The Peter eat a <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then she went in. You know, anaphylactic shock. I don't know. You could put Amy Powell in danger, and Spider-Man accidentally has. She's killed because of a Spider-Man villain fight or something like that. And At the same time that uh, Brock's, I mean Brock's, uh, Bannon's and Parker's relationship, exactly. Uh, Where they, you were, know, yeah, kind of, you know, it, it goes, it, it goes bad. You know, I mean, instead yeah. of a, 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 a rivalry where they at least get along, something happens where that goes bad. Yeah, and then that is such Bannon a good. Like, I, I like that idea a lot. And Bannon blames Spider-Man, and so it just kind of comes together in a way, you know. And, but poor and Bannon, what sense. what happened to Bannon? He was killed by facade. By facade, who's, yeah, who's facade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that my, probably, like I said, that probably would have been, you know, when you think about how many villains have come from the Daily Bugle offices, and yeah, you, you know, just a, a year down. ago, Ned Leeds a hobgoblin. So yeah, I, I think that my my biggest problem with both clones and and Venom, yeah, is that in in different ways they're the, they're the same sort of story give up they're just a copy oh. of the of an, of the other thing like carnage is a clone of yeah, venom and, it's, and yeah and it's it's just i i don't to me that's like that's like the the low point that's like the valley the nadir mm. of uh, of storytelling is when you're like well what can we do oh oh, oh let's let's just xerox him and and make him evil yeah, or let's just you know Xerox him and and then we've got to you know I I just don't that's why the clones were derivative Ben Riley Kane all that takes yeah. away from Peter Parker and you know um, another, another thing that uh, which modern day comics don't really have because they reboot after every year or two uh, can you name anyone from Spider Man's supporting cast that could potentially be a villain that's been in it for ten plus years. Lance Bannon was one. Uh, Ned Leeds was one. Uh, Jonah has been one. Jonah's been a potential villain with the Spire Jonah's Slayers. been a villain. Yeah, was a Splier Slayers. Jo- Jonah I- has straight up legitimately been a villain. That's true. But mm-hmm. I mean, with slots run, who who of the supporting cast now could potentially be a villain? Well, uh, Sanjay or whatever her name is. 
Sanjani, yeah. Sanjani, there you go. Yeah, and uh, what's her name? Uh, his assistant um, that was in love with the Oh, Anna Maria? Exactly. See, I can't even name them, and I read them every month. <laughs> I do like Anna Maria, but I don't think she would be a villain. But I'm just saying that the, the supporting cast for Spider-Man in the past 50 years, or 40 years before Slot got on board, was so rich of side people and... And uh, storylines, and you had multiple titles with Web and Spectacular, where there was a Gene DeWolf, and there was other other people that you could draw from that could be potential foes. Well, the well, problem I mean, is they kept killing them off. You know, well, that's I mean, true. it was like everybody <laughs> thought, "Oh, we need to shake up the titles. Let's kill somebody off." So then you get yeah. to, you know, and then by the time you get to uh, uh, when Harry's killed. You know, it's like holy cow! You know, we've, just look at all this. Run out. You know, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended, but carnage. I mean, you've yeah. eviscerated the supporting cast, which is always one of the strengths of the character and the titles. And and plus, you have to remember that that what Slot's been doing now for almost ten years isn't really the continuing adventures of Spider-Man as Spider-Man once was. It's it's just Slot's fan fiction. I mean, and and with any kind of that, you're going to marry through your own characters in there. You're going to have your own people in there. Like, uh, you're going to have that wedding with Max Modell, and Spider-Man's like, this is the most happiest moment of my life. And I'm like, what the F? Are you you kidding me right now? You know, I mean, so you you throw away the the actual cast that should be there in support of your little Mary Sue characters. So that's what we've been, that's what we've had for like the last decade, almost just about. 